0: Log Talk Radio
2: All week. Oh, uh, we started off the week with the reflection of our big women's conference. The Breaking the Yoke Women's Conference. Oh my goodness gracious this past Saturday. Now we had a fantastic, I mean a fantastic fantastic time as we talked about so many topics. We talked about paralyzed by fear, our minister Joyce Almeida, got us jump started by talking about fear and how it just takes over and captures our life. Ah, uh, now we had our first breakout session. We had our pastor, Janae, who dealt with healthy versus toxic relationships. Oh, uh, and we had our other breakout session, maybe what's silently filling us by our minister, Diane english Oh, my goodness. You know, I can just go on and on and on about all of the different topics that um, we went over. And I got to tell you, you will never, ever, and had you, had you just taken the time to attend the Breaking the Yoke Women's Conference, I oh, my Your life was happy. Your life would have never been changed. All of us who have attended, were a part of it, we still have not stopped talking about it. No, 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 no. So, you know, all I can say is is look out for us on YouTube. We're going to be posting uh, highlights. Yes, highlights from this uh, conference, and mm, all I know is God says, like, next year, you need to be there. All right? All right. Well, a switch tip, it was like a jump off from Saturday's switch tip. Yes, the Swift tip was shot this week from seductress to puncture now, I know I give a recap every week of our, what do you call that, our fifth tip, but uh, nah, you're on your own, you're on your own, you're going to have to go back and listen, okay, because only Sean Key to tell that story, that is it. yeah, highlights, recaps, all of that has to come from Chantise herself. All right? All right. Wow. Folk so day rolls around. And uh, we got to talk about the ladies in the church. You know, are the women in the church desperate? Do they act like they're desperate? Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. You know, we were talking about... You know, just the fact that These women out here Are really just Laying it on pretty thick When they go to church You know, we should Be going to church to hear from the Lord to worship and praise But I gotta tell you These ladies have something Completely different On their minds You know, Pastor Jeff says The, the state of mind of the women gave him heart blood to kind of run through the church. Yeah. Well, that was way back in Pastor Jeff's former life. Okay? So be holding that, you know, in the air right now. Yeah, but I tell you, you know, between Pastor Jeff, Pastor Kim, and Sean Keith, they help us understand that You know, women are really going to church desperate. And I can tell you, the men can smell it, I mean, loud and clear and strong. Yes, because, you know, women, the way they dress, the way they behave, the way they speak, the way they think, that stuff leaks out and it leaks out all over you. And, you know, men can sense this kind of thing, you know? So, I don't know. You know, that's not a, a good look, lady. So we want to fix that up, okay? All right. Well, wow. Wednesday rolled around, and our girlfriend Simeon got to talking about the new incentive that Mayor Adam had for our gun violence he's about to drop four hundred and eighty five million dollars so he said into preventing gun violence or addressing gun violence and you know we all did say the same thing. You know, a lot of times they, they do say they're dropping so many, you know, millions of dollars into you know, different programs and different initiatives and, you know, things like that. And you never really see, you know, the money go towards that. And, and we do understand and we do admit that a lot of the money, I call goes you know, it is the ghost money because there's a lot of things you're going to have to spend money on that the average citizen will not see. You know, and you got to admit, you know, there are just things that have to go into, like, salaries. And you're not going to necessarily see that, you know. You're not going to necessarily see, you know, if they have to put a building up to clean up of the building and or, or fixing up the building, you know, as they were talking uh, this week about asbestos being, you know, a part of the major problem or as to why we can't use taking schools and stuff like that. You're not going to see the cleanup of, you know, the school or the, you know, asbestos removal and what it's going to take and and the money it's going to take to get rid of that issue, the only thing we'll see is the school go up, the supplies in the school, you know, the new desk, you know, the new bulletin boards, you know, the new windows, air conditioners, things like that. But a lot of that ghost money you're not going to see. However... Out of $485 million, we should be able to see something. We should be able to see, you know, he says he's going to be, you know, working on housing and things like that. And, you know, this, you know, although, you know, we do know housing is important, there are some things that, you know, we do feel, you know, that money should go into, so I just say. $85 million put in New York City, you'll see that. I tell you, if you drop it in the New York City metropolitan area and you give it to the community and you let the community, you know, organizations and the churches do some stuff, you'll see it. You'll see that $85 million. You really will. So, you know, you got $400 and some odd million to go ahead and, you know, do something there and whether it's ghost money or whether it's stuff we end up serious compared to the thing, that would be great. That would be great. All right? What else did we talk about? Well, Vivian also addressed the uh, student who was sexually assaulted by two other students, and now the principal, the assistant principal, the guidance counselor, and the teacher are all going down for not saying anything about this young lady's experience, and that's because uh, one of the alleged perpetrators actually was related to one of
3: the higher-ups,
2: either one either the principal or one of the assistant principals, and you know, the individual decided that he was going to be his own research and investigating, and and he supposedly came up with uh, the fact that there was no, you know, alleged sexual assault, and the fact that the young lady tried to kill herself uh, is not a surprise to them, because she had actually tried to kill herself before, so it couldn't possibly, possibly have been, you know, any new occurrence that caused her to Try to take her life. Well, they're all gonna end this doing this yeah. because they all passed around the note, the letter, whatever this correspondence was that you know told the story of you know what happened, and they did nothing. So and and, and here's the the, the piece they did so they are all working in the school system, yeah. They may not have their job that they had initially, but they are all still working for the educational system. So, you know, how, how insulting can you possibly be when you are still employing the very people who cause uh, some, you know, some heartache to one of these students? You don't need a job. Absolutely not. Well, therapeutic Thursday rolled around, and we got to talking all oh, about a rip from the headlines. Oh, my goodness. The Seven Eleven bandit who dragged the huge garbage can up in the place and decided to dumped a whole bunch of smokes and bakes and things like that in his garbage can, tried to push past the workers, and they got to whooping on him. Yes. You know, they were not going to tolerate that. No. And uh, he beat, he got beat, he got beat, which he justifiably should have. They beat him down, and he begged for mercy. And not only that, but he begged for a soda, and they decided to let him go instead of calling the cops. He had the nerve to ask, uh, "Do you think I can leave with a soda, please?" Yeah, I mean, come on, y'all! Wow. Uh, what else were we talking about? Wow, yeah, we talked about that. Uh, <laughs> that lifeguard at the pool who felt bad about putting the disabled child out of the pool because this child kept squirting not only the other patrons with the with the water gun, but started
0: to squirt
2: the lifeguard with the water gun. And, you know, felt that he was distracted. He put the kid up out of the yes. He knew the kid was disabled. But, uh what do you want? What do you want? I need to put you out. So, that's exactly what ended up happening. And, um, uh, our d Town crew weighed in on the fact whether he should have put the child out or not. Alright? So, go back and listen to, uh, what the d Town crew had to say about this from the headline. Well, Today is ah, Freestyle Friday, and we get to do whatever it is we want to do. Well, you we know what it is we want to do. We want to talk to our men, and we're going to do just that. So let's get this day started. Uh, go get that healthy breakfast. Go tell somebody that it's the time to pass the step in on, and whatever you do, whatever you do, whatever you do. Oh, don't go anywhere, because we will be right
3: back. Hooping cough, meningitis, tetanus, and polio are just some of the 14 diseases and disabilities that can be avoided when children are adequately immunized. Following the recommended schedule and fully immunizing your infant or toddler ages two years and younger can protect your child from these debilitating and potentially deadly diseases. Immunizations, on time, every time. Call the City of Long Beach's Health Department's Immunization Project at 562-570-4212.
2: Good morning and good morning again. Welcome back to It's Time with Pastor Steph. And it is Freestyle Friday. And we get to do whatever it is we want to do. Well, talk to our men. We love to talk to our men on Friday so they can send us into a fantastic weekend. Giving God thanks that he has spared our life all week. And you know, after coming off a powerful weekend of the Brooklyn New York Women's Conference, we are all still recovering and recuperating from that experience. So when we get finished uploading on our YouTube channel, we will definitely let you know. To go ahead and start listening, alrighty, alrighty. So, what are we talking about this morning? Hmm. Well, we got a little bit of nostalgia, and what we're talking about are the things that. We used to have back in the 90s, things that were popular in the 90s, but we don't really see it anymore. And um, as I go along my journey uh, down this list, make sure you throw me, you know, a couple of things if you can think of something that you really enjoyed in the 90s, but we just don't you know, have it anymore. And we really got to kick out of this thing. All right. All right. Well, what are we talking about? Hmm. Video rental stores. Remember Blockbuster? Wow. You know, amazingly, you know, I would have never thought, that blockbuster or uh, video rental stores would have gone out of business. No, because that was the thing. man. you would go in there, and you know you would get your movies, and you know you didn't have to worry about necessarily going to the big box office because the um the small box office in your tea, in your liberal were really really. You know, was was the thing to do, and you could. You didn't have to go spend your money. Yeah, wow. You know, they're saying Saturday morning cartoons. Now, Saturday morning cartoons existed way back in the seventies. You know, we really, really used to enjoy getting up and turning on those cartoons and they're saying that now the kids don't know nothing about that they just get up and all they do is watch YouTube and Netflix yeah kids don't watch the the, the channel anyway that those status so I guess that's what they're talking about that the, the cartoon channel yeah I remember that remember the AOL dialogue wow that was crazy remember you could not you know use the phone and use the internet at the same time remember that and then it would go make all that stupid noise yeah well something else they said that was really hot back in the 90s but we don't use it anymore our cds yeah our portable CD players, we really love those things. The only thing that I really hated about that was the batteries. The batteries would run out really quickly. You remember that? Once you yours had to carry extra batteries in your pocket, because the CD players, the little portable CD players, they would utilize so much battery power. Wow, what else? Oh, remember this? Remember you used to dial 67 to block your call ID? Yeah. And then you dialed 69 to hear the number of the last person who called. Remember that? Wow. Mm. I remember that. I remember that. Wow. What else? Beanie babies. I hated those stupid things. I hated those things. They were so boring to me. I could not understand what in the world people really got out of that. I was like, what's the big deal? These beanie babies all over the place. Yeah, they were. They were corny. I didn't like it. What do you remember from the nineties that you really used to get a kick out of? But we really don't see them anymore. Maybe you miss it. Maybe you miss it. Let's see. Mm. Oh, remember the Rolodex? Oh, or your phone book? Now, I mean, our, our cell phones have made us quite lazy. And God forbid you need to know a phone number because you really are messed up, especially if you have to worry about, you know, one of your kids or somebody Um uh. doing you know getting in touch with you or you getting in touch with them because so people don't even answer the phone if they don't recognize the number no more my thing is you know what 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 would happen if god forbid somebody i was dying out on the street you know what uh, you couldn't even look into your um your uh. your phone book and find me oh i just got a hit i just got a hit Phone booth. You know, when I think about the nasty, dirty phone books, I mean, phone books, oh my goodness. Oh. Remember that? Oh. What about beepers? Yeah. Remember beepers? That was so whack. Oh my gosh, beepers were so whack. Yeah, they were. They were straight whack. You couldn't, you, you, you could only get the thing if, if not, um, ha, somebody says, yes, they had one. Oh, my goodness gracious, if you had a default, you couldn't call anybody back unless you got to a payphone. Well phone. No, how about the people? Y'all give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down on this one. How about the people who would come to your house, and as soon as they walk in your house, they'd ask to they use your phone because somebody beat them? Y'all remember that? And you'll be like, yo, no. How many pay phones did you pay? Ah, oh, give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down on that one, if you remember that. Oh, I got a thumbs up. All right. Hold on, hold on. Wow, this is hilarious. Playing, beat the check. When you would write a check with no money in the bank and try to get the money in the bank, Before the check was clear, remember that? Wow, that's a good one. That's a good one. (laughs) Oh, my goodness gracious, I remember that. I remember that. Wow. Remember the clothing
0: catalog?
2: Yeah. Wow. I would say magazines, period. I would say, you know, it was. thing to have a magazine subscription and things like that. Remember Jet and Ebony and Essence Magazine and now it's like you don't even use magazines anymore.
1: Nah.
2: I see them in the supermarkets like Walmart or something like that but wow. You know JCPenney is on this list. Wow. Or just going into the clothing store. Remember Woolworths? Wow. Remember Alexander's? Wow. Remember Caldors?
0: Oh.
2: Oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, wait. Remember Favor Shoes? Pastor K. L used to work at Favor Shoes. When I met Pastor K. L, that's when he used to work at. Pastor K. L. used to work at Favor Shoes. I'm telling on him. I'm gonna ask him if he remembers. Well, our Pastor Vinny is a New York man.
0: Yeah, he's a New York
2: boy. I'm sure he remembered Woolworths and Alexander's and Caldor's. Yeah. Before there was a Target there was Cowdor. What other stores did we have back in the 90s? What about Lord and Taylor? And what's the other one? Bloomingdale? Yeah. I'm trying to remember. There were some other um, stores that we had. Um, Wait, what about Carvel? What about Carvel? Ice cream. Oh, somebody just, I got a hit, Buster Brown. Remember Buster Brown, too? Let me tell you something. It seemed like after Buster Brown went out of business, people started putting uh, the the first walkers on their kids. Yeah. They put the most stupid sneakers on their feet. Yeah, Buster Brown. I remember that one. I'm trying to, oh, wait. Do y'all remember the Spiegel's um, catalog? Oh, don't tell me y'all don't remember Spiegel. Don't tell me y'all remember Spiegel catalog. Catalog. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I tell you, you know when you go back in the back in the day, and you start remembering some of those things, you know you really cassette tape. Remember that was the thing back in the day, before the CD players you know, came out, you would have a cassette tape. Yeah. And uh, those were the days when you could actually walk around with your music. Man. (laughs) That was walking down memory lane. I miss that. I do too. You know, back in the 90s, it was like You know, coming of age, you know, coming of age in the 90s, things were being introduced and things were finally taking a turn into like the electronic for real age. And I say that because, you know, CDs were out, um, you know, and people really started, you know, building their catalog. It went from the albums to building your cassettes. And then from cassettes, you started building your CDs. Yeah, and when you got your CD player, you just thought you was the joint. I'm telling you.
1: You just thought you were
2: all of that. Somebody wrote one Saturday morning. Oh, I remember that. I do remember that. Wow. Wow. So, that was a nice little trip down memory lane. Thank you. Up up up. Here we go. TGIF. Remember that? Still on Fridays, you would look at TV. They had their lineup.
0: TGIF.
2: I remember that. I remember family matters. I remember um step by step. What was another? It was four shows. There was four shows on TGIF. Yeah, yeah. All I could remember was those two. If anybody else can remember, let me know. Oh, Boy Meets World. Remember that? Wow, wow, wow. Yes. I can't remember the fourth one. It was four. Yeah. It went from eight to ten. Four half-hour shows. All right. Well, thank you so much for going down memory lane with me. I got to tell you, my news is not on that, I don't think. You know, it's not until I actually start talking about the news that um, I really start getting excited. Well, I saw this a few times last week, and I cannot get, you know, I can't get an updated um, story on this one. But this is really something really crazy. It Indiana Paris a set sort of Indiana parents of a one-year-old boy um, was shot and killed by his five-year-old brother earlier this year, and they've been arrested and charged with his death. Now, Deontay Johnson, 27, and Shatia Welch, 24, So I don't have to say which side of the bridge they're on, do I? No. Um, They, you know, they have this list of crimes that the police are really pushing um, for back to this March 28th killing of little Isaiah Johnson in their apartment. Now I, this has been a really weird um really weird story, and like I said, I've been trying to get some heads tails on this thing, and I've been hoping I didn't give the story initially because I was really hoping they would come up with some development and some answers because this is kind of twisted. So you have each parent is being charged with one count of neglect of a dependent resulting in death. Two counts of neglect resulting in endangerment, and one count each of neglect resulting in bodily injury, conspiracy to commit dealing a narcotic drug, dealing a narcotic drug, possession of a narcotic, uh, of a narcotic drug, conspiracy to commit dealing marijuana, dealing marijuana, possession of marijuana and possession of paraphernalia. Now, goodness gracious, but, I mean, what else is left? So they say that the younger the, the younger boy, the one-year-old, died when his older brother found a gun inside the house. And that seems to be the thing these days. Leave your gun around. The, the, the babies will going kill one another. So the 16-month-old boy, he died from a lone gunshot wound to the head but here's the thing that I've kind of been waiting on, and I did not do this news story because I was really hoping they they'd, they'd get some kind of uh, they'd have some more information. They did a toxicology uh, uh, um, on on the boys. Now I don't know what made them do toxicology on the on the boys, especially the one who did the shooting because he's only five years old. Well, they found out that the toddler, the 16-month-old that was killed, tested positive for marijuana. And the 5-year-old tested positive for cocaine in his system. And I'm trying to figure out well, what in the world was going on other than you leaving a gun available to these children. How do they end up with marijuana and cocaine in their system? Well, somehow or another, they they caught up with the parents at a you know at a traffic stop, and they ended up being arrested. And the stories are coming across real convoluted because the father is saying that he was asleep on the couch when he heard a loud boom and found the son in the bedroom, you know, pretty much dead. And then there's another story that says that um, he claims he had to, he checked the boy's bedroom, and when he checked the kid's bedroom, because one came down for a bowl of Cibio, that after he gave him the bowl of Cibio, he ended up going and checking on the other little boy in the bedroom, and that's when he found that the, the little boy was dead. So now the mama is saying it was her gun, and she normally kept the gun in a lockbox under her bed. And she said that she lost one of the keys, one of the two keys, and she believes that the boy got hold of the key. But she's confused because she said he would have not known. There was no way of him knowing what the key was. So that just goes to show you that they're doing nothing but lying. They said that the cops said that when they got there, they found the little boy dead, and they found some marijuana um, stashed inside of their car, and they found a gun and some drugs in the drawer of the house. So it, it you know as as always, you got fifty million stories, and they still can't figure out what really happened, but yet again, unfortunately, you know, another child um just gone, but it's stupid um gun stuff. ah, oh, what else are we talking about today? I don't know, I'm bored with my news. I could not find anything real juicy. Um, yeah, I don't want to talk about that maybe I'll come back to that one. So uh, what else? What else do we have? Well, uh, this one is a crazy one. so there's a couple out in Philadelphia who went to you know get some in vitro um services done at a fertility clinic and They had to do some type of testing, you know, with this fertility doctor. They said that he was trying to see if something about her. um, They were doing some infusion sonogram to check if there were any blockages in her fallopian tubes. Well, they put uh, they they took a hypodermic needle which supposedly had saline in it. And they went to inject into um, the woman and come to find out it was some level of sulfuric um, acid that they ended up injecting in her. And she initially felt like some burning. And needless to say that, you know, he brushed it off. I don't understand it. You know, when people complain about something, there's always a discuss of, ah, oh, it ain't nothing. Let me tell you something about saline. Saline ain't never going to burn you. So because saline ain't nothing but salt water. So there's not going to be no
0: burning of no
2: saline. If something's burning you and it's saline, there's an issue. So, the, you know, the doctor brushed it off only to find out that it was some acid inside of the hypodermic needle and needless to say that she's got first and second degree internal and external burns and she has to be treated oh my gosh needless to say with some serious um, over the time um, treatment Well, I don't have to tell you, they're going for the gusto. They are going for the straight gusto. They are going to be out of business when you finish. Now, someone has said in administration that they've removed all of the acid um, hypodermic needles from the clinic. It was not that fertility doctor's fault. You know, they stopped the, the office with these things and he was led to believe that there was nothing but failing inside the needle. But, you know, and I don't know necessarily what he could have done even if he didn't brush it off. You know, you've already, in, you know, injected her with this acid, you know. So, you know, it wasn't anything that he could have done anyway. But they said they don't care whether he knew or not, are going for a serious lawsuit. And I don't blame them. I don't blame them. People sue for less. I say take them down, take them down, take them down. I bet you, you know, it. how do you test, you know, before? And that's what you need to do. If If you can somehow get some saline and a hypodermic needle by mistake, and y'all need to be taking some talk, sort of uh, precautions to find out if, in fact, this stuff is actually stable. Well, speak of weird. There's this Chinese influencer who is uh, claiming some serious acne <laughs> treatment. She says that she has made this ointment or at least used this ointment made from cockroaches to cure her acne breakouts, that it works in two days, and she says that, you know, the day she used it, it saved her life, but she's got 4.1 million followers that she's telling this story, too. And she says that, you know, she travels a lot. She has used a variety of skincare products. And her skin, after a while, began to tear and bleed as well as swell up. She said the doctor gave her some liquid medicine and told her that she should use it, um, apply it with a wet gauze, a wet cotton gauze, that is, and to apply it once in the morning, once at night for 10 to 15 minutes. She said that um, she was also prescribed this paste to be applied on her skin three times a day. Well, somehow or another, her um, she found out that it was some cockroach paste. Two days later, when she said That's all it took for her skin to return to straight normal. As though nothing had ever happened to her skin. Now, remember now, she says by using all these other skin products, her skin tore, began to swell and bleed. And in a matter of two days, um, cockroaches (laughs) healed her skin. Now... She also says that in China there's some other medicine that's circulating and it has something to do with cockroaches as well. And she's saying, you know, well, she tells people, listen, use it, don't panic. You know, I didn't freak out. What's the worst that could happen? Well, I'm sorry. What's the worst that could happen? To your open skin, that regular products have already, you know, I mean, made your skin worse clearly and your skin had tore, it was bleeding and swollen, what's the worst that could happen? I'm sorry. Well, first of all, you know, I've never had skin problems. Every once in a while, you know, I I have a, uh, a pimple, but I would never have two at the same time there were few or far between. But I have to tell you, if I looked at one one day, I looked up, and I saw my skin was torn, bleeding, and swollen, I want to know what's the worst that could happen. I'm not using no cockroach stuff. No, I'm sorry. Don't try this at home. I, it may not work for you. And you're talking about in your face as well, also? You really want to put something like that in your face and try it? What's the worst that can happen? Man. Now, the other side of me says, now, we don't know what we're getting in all these
0: vaccines
2: and all of this kind of stuff, this medicine that we take. We don't know what's in the stuff. And, you know, a cockroach was made by God. So in its original pure, you know, state before the fall of man when everything became painted, could a cockroach um have something in it that could be medicinal? I believe so. I believe so. You're not gonna tell me that God created all these insects and animals and you know, see life for nothing. I do believe that there's possibly some you know cure in you know using some of these um you know venoms and things like that. I ain't gonna go around trying it, but I wouldn't be surprised at all. I wouldn't be surprised at all and um you know. I'm not gonna put that stuff on my face and talk about trying what's the worst that could happen. Because see that's what happened when other people tried to use what other people did and they found out what's the worst what was the worst. You know, just because it works for you does not mean it works for everyone else. Just because it works for everyone else does not mean it works for you. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's something that I would really be wanting towards. All right. I don't know. Let's get to talking to our men because I'm kind of bored with our men, and Maybe they can have something, you know, on their mind that they want to talk about. And start with my Pastor Vinny Stokes.
3: Good morning, Pastor Vinnie. Good morning, Pastor Steph. Good morning. And uh, congratulations on your conference.
1: According oh, to my
3: insider, you. Pastor Brenda, you had, you had an awesome, awesome. conference. Praise the Lord. Oh, amen.
2: Awesome. Amen. Thank you so much. Pastor Brenda is, is a big supporter of mine ever since you met me via the telephone. Uh, so yes. It's been a real blessing. Your prayers. Thank you so much for your prayers. Amen. Um, Pastor V. Um, you know, I catch you on Tuesday. Uh, I did miss you the week before the conference because it was just that busy. But you always lift me up in prayer, the due time crew, my family. Amen. And Amen.
0: You know, prayers are
2: really effective. Um, it helped us with the conference, those prayer times during the conference. So I think, so Prayer for me, maybe next year you two will be on vacation and you can come <laughs> and join us. But Amen. I appreciate your 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 blessings and your congratulatory, you know, um, expressions. Thank you so much.
3: So, yeah, I, there's so God many does. there's so many ministries out there that are just talking and saying nothing, but your your ministry oh. is for real. It gets to the heart of the matter. We've oh. never met you or your girls, but uh, we've adopted you as part of our family. So Aww, you know, well, we,
2: we all we all we all family. Well, thank you, Pastor Vinny. I so
3: appreciate you.
2: I really do. You and Pastor Brenda again have been such a blessing to us, and we thank Amen. you for joining us on the Friday, adding such mm-hmm. flavor to our <laughs> time crew. So we oh ask yeah, that God bless you and your family as well.
3: Thank oh. you. Thank you. We're just finishing up our vacation, as a matter of fact, with the with the babies before they go back to school. we've had we've had the the grands all summer, and it's time for them to go. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Oh, Oh, time for them to get. Oh my goodness, we're
2: doing a little running
3: running around.
2: Okay, okay. Well, we pray you have a blessed rest of the summer with you with the girls and. I'm sure yes. you're going to enjoy them up until the time. And you're going to miss them when they're gone. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So yes. Thank you so much. and so grateful that you had a wonderful summer with your grandchildren.
3: Oh, yeah. They and are a mess.
2: <laughs> I'm sure they are. They are a mess. These kids, these days, they are such a mess. Pastor Vinny. So we're talking about a myriad of things here. I am so bored with the news. I did not find anything great. We've got, um, you know, the the, the, the uh, Chinese influencer who's got the, you know, the remedy for her skin acne um, mm. with cockroach stuff. We've got stupid wow. um, parents. Somehow the children end up with drugs in their system, who knows, What's going on with that? Well, no, I don't know, Pastor Vinny. Is there something exciting going on in your world today um, that we we enjoy talking? We can enjoy talking about what's going on out there in Florida.
3: Not, not, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot, but you know, I remember, uh, I guess when I was a teen. you know I, I know i got my uh working papers and started working at um consumer food stores that was uh, eventually bought out by Bohack do you remember Bohack Supermarkets?
2: no, i never even heard of that before what? I am in new york
3: in no, in Bohack. this is the first time. yeah they they bought yeah. out from, this was at times t s s Times square stores at the end of the that yeah remember that they had a they had a they had a food that food market was uh originally consumer foods and it was bought out by bohac which was a big um a big deal and um wow i'm i'm trying to i'm trying to think who bought out bohac but i it that it was so long ago uh but yeah wow. and also also you know i know um Everybody's trying to hold on to Macy's, but there was a a downsized version of Macy's called Mays. I remember that. I remember Mays. I remember Mays. Yeah. Yeah. You could get it You if you if you couldn't afford Macy's, you go across the street to (laughs) Mays. I
2: remember Mays. I do remember (laughs) Mays. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, the the nineties <laughs> nostalgia we just got finished talking about. You know, yeah, looking back yeah. into the archives of some great mm. um stores and things like that. So yeah, mm-hmm. he's going down memory. I mm-hmm. was just telling everybody to pull him up, um, in a minute. But uh Pastor K. L when I first met him, he was looking mm-hmm. at Shoes. F-A-Y-B-A. <laughs> favor. <laughs> yeah. To yeah, yeah. But uh let's let's see what uh, brother Al remembers. If he can remember any of the old stores from the nineties. Where's Brother Al? Wait, let's say good morning to brother Al. Good morning, brother Al
1: Chop Chop, chop chop of the morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, Pastor Vinny. Everything, everything. brother Amen.
0: Hey,
2: Brother Al. Hey, Brother Al. Tell us, what's one of oh, the yeah. old stores you remember from back in the
1: 90s? It's so funny because I was sitting here thinking as you were talking. But before you said that, I wanted to tell Pastor Vinny. You know, Pastor Vinny, I heard you say, you you know, uh, you, 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 you're you accepting uh, Pastor Seth's family and all that good stuff. Let me tell you something. That's her drawing. Once you draw you in. She's going to bully you like she do the rest of us. I just wanted to warn you on that part, okay? I'm just saying, I just wanted to warn them. Pastor Vance did the same thing to me. I came in, I was like, man, that was real cool. Next thing I know, now she bullying me and won't stop. So I just want to, you know, warn you on that end. (laughs)
3: I'm
1: telling you. I'm telling you.
3: you. Thank you, Brother Al. I accept the assignment. (laughs) I accept the assignment.
1: (laughs) Hey, 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 look, uh, uh, Pastor Cal will tell you when he come on, he'll tell you the same thing.
2: Yeah. Oh, my
1: goodness gracious.
2: You know, I've been knowing brother since, uh, let's say, the early 2000s. He's still hanging around to Pasadena. So let's, let's see what's going on with that.
0: He ain't hanging
2: around for a minute, oh, yeah. So I kind trying to... As a matter of fact, wait a minute. I know him before Tomato was born. Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah, this I get what you say. You knew me earlier than that.
2: Yeah. I, it was just trying to teach man. So, listen, Tamejo to to will be 25 this year, God says, the V. So, now, that means um. I've known Brother Al for over 25 years, and he's wow. bullying him. Ain't nobody better. I've been scared I've like, been yeah. <laughs> <laughs> scared to leave. I've been
1: scared to leave.
0: Oh, I, I'm
2: oh, just so <laughs> oh, my wow! Will you just pass name a
1: store? You no, I love her. her.
2: her. Yes. Ah, oh, no. My life would not be the same without uh, uh, brother Al. Name a store, brother Al. I'm bullying. Okay, good. That's, that's, that's
1: right. right. You forgot. Well, you ain't forget. You didn't remember. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna see if you remember. What was the First, the very first ordering catalog. Do you remember that? Fear. Fear. No, Finger Hut. Remember Finger Hut?
2: Oh yes, Finger
0: Wow.
2: Finger Hut was the
1: first. Finger Hut was the first one that you can order from them, and you can make payment. Okay. <laughs> so you, it was <laughs> like landwear It was cool. like And remember, we didn't have the internet, so you made the orders by phone call. So you would call them, put your order in, put your order in, make a payment, (laughs) finger hunt. Wow.
0: Mm. Wow. I was thinking about about that. that. Wow. Yeah. And and there
1: was another store. There was another store before Walmart. I mean, sorry, not before Walmart, before Woolworth. And I remember because I used to work for them. When I first got out of college, um, you remember the store called Lampston?
2: Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, my God. I, yeah. Yes. I remember I Lampston remember because,
1: I remember because I was working for them. And then I worked for them for quite a bit. And, I was, and I'll never forget because I was mad because I started off, uh, you know, just a quick story and, and a blessing is when, you know, when my mother passed away and everything got crazy and I had to come home, I had no work. And I went, and I was looking for a job. I couldn't find a job nowhere. So one of my good friends was working for Lampstead. He said, yo, come on down, man. You know, they may be hiring. And it was on 34th Street. I went all the way down to 34th Street, and I Mm -hmm. went to go high. I went in, and the manager, he was like, yo, I'm sorry, we don't have any openings. I was like, all right. I said, well, thank you. I really appreciate it. He kept looking at me. He said, yo, I know you from somewhere. And and um, I was like, I don't know. Then he remembered it was so crazy because again, you know, I used to be a basketball star in high school and he recognized me, he used to come to all the games. And he was like, Yo, did you play for Feather Cam? I was like, Yeah and, he, and me and him started talking, he hired me, he said, you know not we don't have work but you, you you down and out and he hired me to, to, to be a uh, to clean up my floors and stuff and I didn't care what it was, I just needed a job at this point. And he hired me to do that. And I made it all the way up. I went from there and made it up to assistant manager. And then War we'll worked all the stores out and pushed me back down. I'll, that's why I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. War, wow. All I was born, And when I came and I said, yo, I'm assistant manager. He was like, no, no more. I was like, wow. That's why I'll never forget them. I'll never forget it. <laughs> I'll never forget them past wow. themselves. what they did to me. <laughs>
0: Wow,
2: I remember that. Yeah,
1: master, yeah. Somebody
2: just sent me. Somebody just sent me Spiegel. Remember Spiegel? Yes,
0: yes. <laughs> ah,
2: yes, remember Spiegel. Wow. Wait, wait, I got a question for y'all. Do you remember when you could buy um six albums for a
1: dollar by mail? Do y'all remember that? Yeah, yeah. And uh, you remember they had the to takes too and you used for a penny? I remember that. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes,
2: yes, 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 mm-hmm. for a dollar or a penny. You don't remember that um Pastor Vinny? Yes, yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh my Definitely. goodness. Yes, yes, yes. I tell you, boy, those were the days, those were the days, mm-hmm. those were the days. Let's pull up Pastor K L and see if he remembers working for
1: Favor Shoes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Pastor KL.
1: Ah, God bless you, Pastor Steph. How are you?
3: I am well, thank you. How are you doing? All right. First, first, before we go on, Pastor Minnie, I've known Pastor Steph for a long time. So before you start adopting folks, you really (laughs) need to know who these people are. But I met Pastor Steph, <laughs> she she, she abducted me and put me in the basement, and I was him downstairs. Oh, no, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I,
1: remember bas- I remember that dark basement. I remember that dark basement. Anytime. Yeah,
3: anytime you looking for K.L., him downstairs, him downstairs. <laughs> <He> downstairs be <laughs> careful. You could be him downstairs. You know what? <laughs> but yeah, they i you. You didn't really get out, huh? I'm the <laughs> listen, I know her for more than 25 years. So you wow. can understand. Hey, Amen. <laughs> and, and you And you And you are still, still here that's I, right. I, I want to say her children. If I'm not mistaken, her children had to be like five and eight or something
1: like they was. They were
3: little. Sh- Shawnee mm, was on my yeah. hip. She was that's my hip wow baby. She and, cook with me every night. They were, <laughs> they were four, and
2: nine. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I,
3: wow. okay.
2: Say, baby, I was close. close. I was
3: close. Yeah, was yeah. A, yeah, yeah, And he was terrorizing they,
2: me they back
0: then. My <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! That's I say to you. We we definitely yes, had to work
3: together face to face. We we definitely had to get together on face to face. Yeah, and, and be, put him back down. Be, back be back careful. Back. <laughs> it <in> <laughs> I love that was it. where I went wrong. He mm-hmm.
2: came up out the basement. It came up out the basement. <laughs>
3: uh, <laughs> With favorite shoes Remember the favorite shoes I do I do I ran two of them I I ran both of them On 125th Street I remember Favorite shoes Lord Jesus It was (laughs) fun It it, it was fun But I was in the Smack Middle of Harlem I was Oh Lord Jesus Talk about Mm. shoplifting Wow Who still shoes? Who still sees Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I remember Favorite Shoes. Did you say
2: that you my favorite my Huh? Did you
3: say they? Yeah? Oh, yeah, they still some shoes now. They still some shoes. Wow. You know
0: what wow. fa- fa- wow. <laughs> i mean? No, wow. Favorite right. Shoes
3: was the name brand of the ghetto. Mm-hmm. Right. Favorite Shoes was a name brand of the ghetto. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Wow. Because right after Favorite Shoes, in fact... Right next door to favorite shoes was payless shoes. So mm, yes. that, yep. that, was
0: a,
2: yep. that
3: was the that was a bigger competition. Payless and favorite shoes was the competition.
2: Yes, I remember that. Next I remember up. that, wow. It was it,
3: it was it was a little rough. But you know, y'all talk about stores and stuff like that, old stores. How many of you guys remember Delancey Street? Well, you can go down there and yeah. get a deal. Oh know, yes. You know,
0: Yes yes,
1: yes, yes,
0: yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, Lassie yes. Keep. That's
1: where I got my first cheap Yep. Yeah, 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 And oh, the leather. Yes. And, the,
3: and the leather. The yes. cheap skin Right. Yep. I remember All your back of school c- coats was from the Lansing Street. Right. <laughs> yep. And you sat there and you bargained you bar- you bar- you bar with him for about an hour before he, he fell through. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh-huh. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Well, thank you guys for going down memory lane with me. And I so appreciate it. You know, I like to do my nostalgia on Fridays and a who knew. And I couldn't come up with a good who knew this week. I, I went through a whole lot of them, but they were kind of boring. There was no news this week. So um, we now have our topic of the morning. How to get through and deal with disappointment. You know, we are, that's one thing you can't kind of get away from, being disappointed. No matter, you know, what you're going through, no matter where you live, no matter how old you are, you know, you, you are going to run, you know, into some level of disappointment in life. And I think it would be a nice way to... You know um uh, going through our Friday you know or, or go out going to the weekend, I should say, and you know what is one big one and and I think you know the Bible speaks about this a lot as well, but adjust your expectations that that would be a fantastic way. You know, dealing with disappointment. What would you say, Brother Al?
1: Um, Yes, you know, um, I I do think that that's a good one to just. But you know, it's hard on certain situations. Um, Like I like I could be a perfect example. I think I think when you know I love the kids, and I'm even talking about my own children. You know, when it comes to our children, we have high expectations. You know, I think where we messed up, where we may mess up is that we have. We, we already um, have our ch- our children's life worked out for them. So we look at our life and say, I didn't do this, I didn't do that. And so you know what? My child's going to go to school. My child's going to get good grades. And my child's going to get good grades. And he's going to go on to college. And he's going to become a lawyer or a doctor. So we got all this giant expectation that we put up. And then our children get in school. They don't like school. Their grades is horrible. And we sit sitting there looking like, what's happening? Like, you supposed to do this. Well, we didn't put that expectation on our children that high, and now it's not happening. Now we're disappointed. So I think that is true that you know we need to curb that expectation and say you know well I'm gonna pray for my children and hope that they do well and whatever it is that they're doing good, not nothing bad, but whatever they're doing good. So I, I agree with that.
2: I think that was a good uh, a good um example, brother Al. You know we do put a whole lot into our children. <laughs> Instead of just live, you know, and uh, we do end up, you know, as parents sometimes disappointed. You really hear parents talk about how disappointed they are as children, um, you know, when they don't do what you expect for them to do. Pastor Vinny, you know, one of the first pieces of advice they give to, you know, deal with disappointment is to just kind of, Curve your expectations. What do you think about that one?
3: Well, um, I, I think I don't think there's anything wrong with us wishing the best for our kids. But the thing is, we have to be able to to see it through. You know, we don't we don't just drop them. You know, we don't just drop them in the middle of a, a school, but. You know, periodically we have to go to that school and see what's going on. Um, when we when we were living in in New York, uh, Pastor Brink and I we worked like an hour and a half away from our home, and you know the school was by our home, so it was it, it was kind of ridiculous for us to try to get to the school because we worked so far away. And one thing we prayed about when we decided to move to Florida. Was that we would be close enough to the school So that uh, if, if there was ever a need for us to get there We could get there, you know, quick So um, the Lord the Lord, uh, the Lord, Lord put me eight minutes away from my kid's school I worked eight minutes away So sometimes I would wow. show up lunchtime Lunchtime I would just show up okay. on the campus <laughs> Dad, was okay. doing? It. I said, don't, don't worry about me you you, okay, you need to be doing like your that. job. You need to be I doing like your that. job. We we um, you know, it, it's it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure on these kids today. Um um, what what we would do because cause Pastor Brenda she she still worked about a half, a half an hour away from our home, but um, so me and the boys we have, you know we raised three boys down here. We me and the boys would spend a lot of time together and we would talk. I remember, what, I remember when our oldest son, um, uh, he, he had a girl, he had a little girlfriend, you know, and um, you know he was, he was eleven, and some little girl yeah. broke his heart. So, so when he came into the, so I went to pick him up, and he was all down in the mouth, long face. I said, what's wrong, baby? He said, Oh, oh Patricia. Patricia, you know, went out with somebody else. I said, um, "That's all right." You know, I said, "You're gonna be okay." No, but Pop. I thought, you know, she was really nice. I said, "Listen, you're 11 years old. You're gonna meet a whole lot of nice people, but you gotta yeah. keep living. <laughs> but you got
0: it's
3: the, it's, it's the extra time that we spend with them, you know, to understand that disappointment is is a part of life."
1: disappointment is a part
3: of life and but but you know we can work through it you just just don't let them sit in a disappointment you know just don't let them sit in it you know follow help help them to follow it through you know and um that 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 little girl she went with that that same person she went with he he was a a little beast and she wished that that uh, nathaniel was still around (coughs) But once he <laughs> said goodbye, that was it. <laughs> once, once wow. that. But when he says goodbye, it's good riddance.
0: <laughs> you know, wow, so we just got to wow. continue
3: to we just <laughs> got to spend the time and support them through it.
0: Right,
2: right, right. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Pastor absolutely, Pastor Vinny. Absolutely, Pastor KL. You know, they say how we can deal with disappointment is to adjust your expectations. What do you say about that one?
3: Well you know what that that this is often my my biggest topic with people because um, I, I'll go a different route. Uh, I tell people all the time that friends don't friend the same, meaning that you know I, I have friends who, who, who you know we friend the same, but but with this generation, friends are your friends as long as you can give to them. You know, yeah. what I mean? once, once right. you need to reciprocate right. it, you know, you can't get it back, you know. And then a lot of folks get disappointed behind that because they say, well, I've done so much for you, you know. But mm-hmm. friends don't know how to be friends. They don't friends. The right. Right. Like, you have to put in your mind that if you do something, if I lend you money, my, my mother used to always tell me, if you can't afford to lose it, don't lend it. Right. You know, right. right. Hopefully you'll get it back. But, if you can't afford to lose it, don't lend it because people will only come to you or only be your friend when they need you when you need them, they're too busy, and you have to be able to deal with that and accept that, you know, and it's not because they're malicious or they're bad people, it's just because friends don't friend the same mhm
0: uh-huh.
3: right, right, yeah,
2: right, I like that, yeah, I like that I like that. um. That means, that makes a lot of sense. A lot of sense. Yes. You know, you expect people to do certain things for you and it just doesn't work all the time. You have to learn how mm-hmm. to adjust you know, to the fact that, you know, listen, don't have those expectations of people because that's what's gonna kill you every time.
0: Uh
2: mm-hmm. oh,
3: don't and you know that. what Pastor, fast. One, 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 one yeah. Let me let me just say this too because it's the same thing with, 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 with parenting. You know, you go to somebody's house and you see how their parents do with their children, and you wonder why your parents don't don't, don't love you the same or do this the same. You know, the same thing with parenting. Parents don't parent the, the same. Some parents have never grown up in in, in, in that environment where, like, like my dad, I, as old as I am, my dad has never said, I love you. Does it mean wow. that he does not love me? You understand know
2: what I'm saying? Right. I know he does. Right. But right. some parents have not grown up like that. Right, 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 right. It makes it makes again, it makes every bit of sense and you know, I constantly, you know, I tell the congregation, you know, don't 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 beat your parents up so much. You know, they gave most parents gave what they got. Like you said, Pastor K.L., they didn't grow up like that. You know, your father Mm -hmm. wasn't a a better father because he didn't have that example, you know. And sometimes, you know, you have the the father that says, hey, I didn't have a father, so I'm going to go above and beyond to be that father. And then you have that father that says, I didn't have that father who doesn't know and who doesn't go in any other direction other than what he grew up in. So, you know. You can't beat your parents up for everything. You know, you just you have to yeah. understand that, you know, there were just things that they didn't have, so if they didn't have it, they can't give it to you. So, right. you know, the right. expectation, again, is, is that you set that ball high, you're going to get disappointed. One of the things you guys kind of touched on, um, and they say, don't let it fester. Don't let that disappointment fester. Right. Up. And I'm going to start with you, Al. Right. Right you know, why don't let not letting the disappointment fester is important?
1: Because it's going to put you in the hospital. <laughs> you know uh, when you let that disappointment <laughs> fester. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, and it is so funny that we're talking about this this um, topic because I've been going through a lot with that with my 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 two sons. And um, when you sit back and you let it fester. That's all on your mind. You can't think straight. You're not taking care of things. You need to take care because this is on your mind. You can't <laughs> concentrate. You can't focus. You know, and 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 um, and and it, and it adds stress. And people don't realize how stress can destroy your body. You know. So what's right. worked for me is just praying. Just praying. I, you you have to. I mean, that's it. It, it, it keeps me calm. It gets me to accept things, and and basically just saying, okay, you know what? I'm I'm gonna sit back and I'm gonna let God handle it, you know. Because if not, I'll be in the hobby. I'll be, be talking to y'all right now from the hospital room.
0: Yeah,
1: no, you're right.
0: That's you're very right.
2: Stress right. kills. It does. It's a silent killer. Passive any What are we talking about? Yeah. Don't let it fester.
3: Yeah. Don't don't let it don't let it fester. I mean, you know, you. The, I think our our job is to help move them past. Move them past this disappointment, you know, move them, to, say, yeah, you know, see we, and, and even, even I, you know, my 60 something year old self, you know, you, you put people in, in, in different categories and sometimes we make a mistake and put people in the friends category when they are just acquaintances. <laughs> wow. Yep. That's, a good, one. And some folks, That's a good one. They're just supposed to pass through. They're not supposed to stay. Some folks are not supposed to stay in your life. Some of them are just supposed to be, you know, you helping them for a moment, you're, you're with them for a moment, and you know they're supposed to move on. You know, when when the when the uh, when the acquaintances, you know, are, are trying to take the spot. Like I said, you can't you can't leapfrog over my friends. <laughs> I've, right, I've had, I've had right. friends for over 50 years. Over fifty years, right? And, and we'll and we don't talk every day, but when we talk, we talk. We'll be on the phone for two hours, right. easy. You know, right, and, um, right, right, You know, we can't. I, you know, I don't, I don't know whether it's, it's down here or, but you know, at eighteen, what what do we know at eighteen? Some of these parents they so right. quick to put the put them out the house. You know, need to be on your yeah. own. What what do we know when we're eighteen? Right, you know, we, just, right. we just learn how to how to how to how to put the toilet seat down, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you, like you know, it. It, it, it's sad because I see I see a lot of kids. You know, my my sons bring a lot of used to bring a lot of kids home and you know have dinner with us and you know they they, they weren't even accustomed to sitting at a table to have a meal.
0: You know, right, I mean, right,
3: right. little things that we take for granted. <laughs> You know, um, I I think I mentioned once there was a, my kid was invited to a party, you know, I didn't want to disappoint him. So I took him to the party, went into the house and there was, there was all kind of alcohol uh, on, on the front table. I'm like, so so what are the kids going to (laughs) drink? So, you know, knowing me, I said, well, you, I'm going to, I'm going to come back. Uh, in a little while, so go have you go have some fun, and and, and sure enough, I, you know I, I I came back and you know the grown-ups were starting to gather and, and starting to uh, take care of that front table, and I told my son, baby, it's time for you to go. <laughs> tell your tell your friends goodbye. And but but you know what a, what, a, no, we 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 leave our kids. You know, to their own demise, and 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 really, it's our it's our responsibility. It's back to that story you began with, with the gun. The the young kids. How, how does he get the gun if the gun if there's no gun in the house? Right. If there's no if there's no right. marijuana in the house, how can he be tested positive for marijuana in his system? We we can't right. we cannot right. negate our responsibility, and it's it's not. You know, learning, teaching them the, 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 you know, their numbers and all that, it's teaching them about life, it's teaching them about what is right and what is wrong. Right, right is always going to be right, and wrong is always going to be wrong. You're right. You're right. I mean, so much, but, I mean to preach so Very much, good. but I mean to preach so much, but you know, That's it's
0: hallelujah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very good,
3: very
0: good. <laughs> yes, sir. That's, that's the
2: KL. You know they say you you how to deal with disappointment is Don't let it fester. Why is that mm-hmm. important?
3: Well, well, let, let's let's go on, on on another side because we've been dealing with with natural for a while. But but when you let stuff fester, you're not in a place or space for forgiveness. Mm. And when and right. and when you're, you're not, not in right. that place for forgiveness then that that hinders you to enter you know that 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 hinders your spiritual walk, you know because yeah, we, right. we, we're supposed to be able to forgive the sinner man or any man you know but but when you hold right. that in it's literally controlling your spiritual man, you know so yeah. so you can't go you can't go farther you know so so now right. you block the relationship, you know what I'm saying you blocked your relationship with this person. You know, And a lot of times, when you hold stuff in, this person don't even know you're mad at them. Right. This person doesn't even know that, right. that he or she has disappointed you. So you haven't even given this person the opportunity to fix or apologize to you. So, so right. now you're stuck right. in this stupor because this is how you feel and this is how you perceive what someone said, what someone texted, what someone emailed, and you've never went... The Bible says if you have an aunt with your brother, go to him. So go you have not even gone to him. You you just let this thing fester in you, and now this person is, is living their life. Whether whether you agree with it or not, they're living their life with no care at all, and here you are stuck. That's not fair to you.
1: Mm. Right. Oh, wow,
3: I like that. That's yeah, that
1: was good.
0: Stuff. Good stuff.
1: Yeah, I, guess. I wow. need I need to record I need to record I need to record what KL just said and send it to my children.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm well, listen, i I need I need to record I that.
3: Like listen, listen, I, brother Al, just tell me the cover.
2: Now you know what?
3: You know here's the good part, brother
2: Al. It, it, it we're on demand forever and ever, amen. So what I do is send them on back to listen to the whole recording. (laughs) You ain't got a recording. It's (laughs) already recorded. That's the best part about it. Oh, yeah. I came across across this one, and I'm going to tweak it a little bit because I'm going to go with my own experience here. You know, we're talking about how to deal with disappointment, and I'm going to, I'm trying to find this word I want to use, but I'm going to put, check your own heart. At the time of disappointment, why don't you just survey your own heart, brother Al? Why am I why am I suggesting that?
1: Well, I, I think you suggest that because it, it's like have have you done the same thing, <laughs> you know? And wow. now your you know children or friends done it, and now you're like you mad? But wait a minute, you just you did the same thing. You went down that same road, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. And and um and and I think that's a really good one because like I told you when I was in school I was a crazy man you know I had, you know these children by these different women so why would I get mad at my children if they do it I explained to them hey these are the mistakes I made you're not the mistake but these are things that I've done and you guys need to stay clear of that so now if they go and do the same thing how can I be disappointed or mad at them when I did the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what like check your heart. You know, what what have you done that you you know and you disappointed by the person with the same thing.
2: Yeah, you're on the right track, brother Al, you're on the right track. Oh, Pastor V. You know, you check your own heart, survey your own heart.
0: Hmm.
3: You know, um, for the most part I think life is life is a mirror. You know, we see we, we, we see things you know, when we're looking through a mirror, often we not, we're not seeing um, ourselves; we're seeing somebody else. But that 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 vision in the mirror is you. It is us, and we have we have like passed said, we have done things that that we have not held ourselves accountable for. So 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 we can't we can't just look at it one-sided. Uh, you know, there's there's a whole lot of things that goes into to the decisions that we make. And uh, good good or bad, you know, we're responsible for them.
0: All righty,
3: all righty,
2: all
0: righty.
3: Oh, uh,
2: Pastor K.O., what we got here?
3: You know, survey your own heart. When, when you find yourself being disappointed by different people or by many people, you should have to start asking what is the common denominator? Yeah, the common denominator from all these folks is me. So, so why are these people not coming to my rescue? Why are these people not encouraging me? Why are these people not lending me money? You know, is it because I borrowed money and never paid it back? You know, I mean, is it because I wasn't the encourager to to, to the person who was going through? What did, did I ignore someone? So you have to look at what the common denominator is. And if you are the common denominator, then you have to examine yourself, look at yourself in the mirror, and pick yourself apart to see if it's me standing in the need of prayer. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, you guys are hitting on some stuff. You guys are hitting on some stuff. You know, when I saw
0: <clears throat> when I saw the
2: way they had it termed, um, it made me think of of some things, and that's why I said, you know, you you kind of challenge your own heart, you assess, you check yourself. And one of the things, and I'm going to kind of add a mixture in with what all of you have said. Um, Okay, so for some reason, you know, when, when 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 I had the girls and it was time for them to go to high school, I had the same conversation with everybody. And I said to them, hey, you know, but you, you're on your way to high school. You can do this the easy way, or you can do this the hard way. And the easy way is play, work hard now, play later, or play now and work hard later. And I gave them some examples, and one of the examples that I, I love to give, and I know Shanti love to hear this,
1: is you know I
2: tell them how, you know, out of all the four years of high school, when it was time for me to graduate. I would love to see her face right now. I would. <laughs> She's texting me, you better not.
0: But how can
2: I not? How can I not? It's all the part of the story. You know, I, I, I went to school. And <laughs> I, when I graduated, I got, you know, um, an award for never being later after for the whole four years. But one of the things I did tell them about the play now, uh, work hard now, play later. By the time I got to the, the, my senior year, for the first six months, I didn't have to go to school because I'd already gotten all the credits. At that time, you only needed forty, and they offered me an internship program. And you know, so I went through this whole thing and explained to them how you know you could benefit from work hard now, play later, or how you can lose from play now, work hard later. Well. I don't know what happened. It's like that was straight over Shanti's head, and she decided to play first and work hard later. And, you know, when you think about the disappointment factor, you know, and I, and I looked at her and I was like, why would you go that route, you know? And, and some people say, you know, you got to learn from your own mistakes. There is nothing in the Bible that tells you this. There's nothing about the Bible that tells you that, you that you can't learn from somebody else's mistakes. I, I don't know who, please stop telling people that you got to learn from your own mistakes. We do realize that life is, is the best experience, and you're going to learn from a whole lot of things. But, you know, you, 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 got, you are going to be disappointed. When you've invested, you know, there is a sense of disappointment. However, how do you deal with the disappointment? Okay, how do you deal with the disappointment? So do I now kick her out of the house because, you know, she decided she was going to play now and work hard later, or do I encourage her to now? Do I now encourage her
0: to, you know, come on, get back up on your feet,
2: get yourself back, you know, as they say, get back on the saddle, and, you know, now... Go forward, and you know that's how you deal with the disappointment. it doesn't say you're not going to be disappointed and I think you are going to be disappointed, especially when you've invested the time because just like we we all have said, there are times when there's no investment, so when there's no investment, you can be disappointed, but when you do invest there there's, there is going to be a level of disappointment. however, how you deal and cope with is, is the biggest issue, and that's what we're talking about today. Not that you're not going to be disappointed, but how are you going to come back? Home? How are you going to deal with that disappointment? And and when I saw this, you know, this thing about your heart, you know, I was like, you know what? This is what we need to do. We have to check our own. Because I did have to look at, you know, what my upbringing was, and 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 you know what my what what I what my challenges were, and you know, wasn't the same as when they were growing up and things like that. And we can all be the odds and we can all fall. So I you want know, that, to kind of blend that in with everyone else. You know, yes, you're going to experience some level of disappointment, especially when I've worked hard and I've done whatever, you know, I needed to do to make sure you had when there were other people with two parent households that didn't have, but I made sure you had and you – Go the opposite way. But, again, you know, how do you recover? How do you help your children recover, you know, from that disappointment? One of the things, and thank you for letting me say that, um, guys, one Um, of the other things that I really want to uh, bring out today is let it out. Let out your disappointment. You know, don't walk around holding it in. You know, you all kind of touched on it. But why is it important, uh, Brother Al, to let it out?
1: I'll say it again because you're going to wind up in the hospital. <laughs> but it's, 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 it's good to, to, to get it off your chest. I, I've been a strong believer in that for a long time. Not even just disappointment, just things that's bothering you. You know, you you need to discuss it with somebody uh, or get it off your chest or however you do it. Go to the gym and work out or punch a punching bag. But you, you need to. Let it out because if you don't let it out, it goes back to what we were just saying a while ago. It, if you don't let it out, now it's festering. So now it's just festering in your body. And, it, you know, you're just driving in or you walking and it's just popping your mind. Well, wow, I can't believe he did this. And now you're mad all over again. So you're going to stay mad because you haven't let it out and it's just festering. So it's it's good to just get it off your chest. Talk to somebody about it, you know, and that would help me. You know, hey, you know what? Let me tell you what's going on here. And you feel better when you you know when you when you let it out.
2: All righty, all righty. Uh
3: past the V. Oh yeah, people 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 are walking around with ulcers. You know they 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 they're living on a diet of of tums and Prilosec and and all these other kind of things and and you you know now now you you can't even trust anybody because. They're gonna somebody else gonna do the same thing to you again, you know. You you got to be able to, you know, get to the point where you could move on, you know. Whether whether it's you know putting, putting your troubles in a in a box and burying that box, <laughs> you know. We used to we used a at, at camp meetings we used to all the kids would you know put 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 put, uh, put what they. What they, were, what they were angry about, or put what they were disappointed about in a box, and then then you know we bury that box and pray, and said we're, we're never going to dig up this box. You know we're going to move on to to the next part of our lives. You know, um, and, and that works for some people, but some people you just need to sit down and have a good cry. Sometimes they need a, just a, a good cry, a good look at themselves. And, and and just say, Lord, I can't do it myself. I need you to handle this for me, Lord.
1: Please.
2: Absolutely. Good good stuff. Good stuff, guys. Good stuff. Uh, Pastor KL, what you got? Let it out. Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Pastor KL. All right, I'm sorry, Pastor
1: K. Okay, let me back in. Let me back
3: in. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, He was
2: bad. He was
3: bad. I I, I, I truly believe that if you don't let go of your past, it's going to hinder your present and destroy Mm -hmm. your future. You know, Mm. a lot of us keep holding on to stuff, you know, and and if we don't let this stuff go, you know, whether, whether you let it out whether you take it to the altar and leave it there, you know, cause that, that's, that, that's what the Bible says. If, if you got issues that, that, you know what? I, I said this the other day, you know, I hear people keep on saying, well, God won't give you more than you can bear. Well, I, I, I beg to differ because sometimes he has to give you more than you can bear so that you can realize that it's only he that can carry it yeah. because if, if everything we had, we can take care of ourselves then we wouldn't need God. So sometimes God gives you more than you can bear so that you understand that he can bear it all for you. You know, so we we have to go to God with, with some stuff. You know, some stuff we just can't handle. Some hurts we can't handle. Some hurts we need God to heal. Some things we need God to deliver. You know, we have to let this stuff out, but in order for God to work it out, you have to admit where you at. Yeah. A lot of times we, we mask it and we hide and we wear the clothes and we wear the robes and we wear all this stuff and we mask what we're really going uh, going through. But, but if you can face it, God can fix it. Mm, nice. Amen. The doors of the church is
1: open. The doors of the church is open. <laughs>
3: <laughs> your monetary gift by letter, come
1: by <laughs> <laughs> letter. Come by letter. <laughs> <days of> <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 can I my
0: baptism?
3: Can I have on pastor kale for a moment? The older you get, yeah. huh? the, older, the older you get. If you're not dealing with your disappointments at a young age, it gets worse. When you get older, that's right. right. It right. gets worse. Right, right, When when you get older, so those things that were little disappointments right. coming up, they become big problems when you get older. Yep. And, yep. and you know what? And you know exactly. what, um, Pastor Vinny, you are absolutely you are absolutely right. I tell the story mm. that I hated my father for years. Mm. I wow. hated him because the way he, the way he grew up, and he never said I love you, and there was no hug. So I,
1: I hated mm-hmm.
3: him. And I held on to that for a long time until my son was born. And I saw that, that he tried to do with my son, or no, he did with my son, everything that he didn't do with me. And I just <laughs> understood that now he, was, he, he had changed. But he didn't know how to come to me and apologize. Yeah. So, so yeah. everything that I desired, he did, he did with my son. But for a mm-hmm. long time, I hated him because I didn't understand. And, and I, kept, I kept hating me. I, 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 I yeah. didn't want to like him. You understand what I'm saying? I, I wanted to hate him. Anything he mm-hmm. did, I found fault in. I wanted to hate yeah. him.
1: You know, mm-hmm. but only, mm-hmm. only
3: until my son was born and I saw that that he tried to do it, he had a second chance. You know, God gives you yeah. second chances.
1: New mercies yeah, every day.
3: You know, he had a yeah. second chance and he ran with a second chance. And then I began to appreciate everything he yeah. did and understand why he couldn't do it with me. But only until only right. then... You know, again, you have to face stuff so God can fix it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My father had a second-grade education. He left school after the second grade. Wow. So he was he what could he give me?
2: Right. Right. What
3: right. what what could, what could right. he give me? And like I said, right. I got eight, eight sisters and and some of them, yeah, they 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 hated our father. But I, I had an opportunity to understand that at, his, at he, where he was, he was doing, you know, almost the best he can because you know he had faults. Of course, he had faults. But based on on, on what he had learned and what he had experienced, you know, he was he was doing the best he can with what he had. You know, and 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 that's yes. how that's how I was able to deal with it. That's how yes. when when I yes. saw him, we didn't see him a whole lot, but any time he would come, he would bring a big a big fish, a big mack- mackerel, a big bag of oranges, a big bag of a walnuts. You know, trying to trying to just to, to, to say at least you know I'm bringing something to something to the table. I'm I'm think when I'm thinking about Joe, I'm thinking about you. You know. And, and,
0: um, right,
3: it's, right. It's, it's, it, it was just his way of trying to compensate, you know, but, you know, again, but when you get old, they say, well, what are you going to bring me a bag of nuts? It wasn't, it wasn't about the nuts. It was about that in his heart. He was trying to make something better.
1: Right. 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 Hey, right. Hey, right. Hey, 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 you know, pastor stuff, just to, just to collaborate on that. Uh, it was the opposite with me. My father apologized to me before he passed away. And, um, mm. I remember I remember sitting and talking with him because, you know, my dad was from the old school. You know, he worked yeah. and mom stayed home, you know. And, hmm. and my dad, he he only had a sixth grade education. But, you know, he had really good advice. And I remember um, me and him sitting and talking, and he said to me, which meant so much because, again, I was this basketball star in school, me and my brother. And all the years I've been playing, and people have been talking about us. We being in the paper, we, we making all-star. My father never, ever saw us play a game of basketball, ever. Wow. And he and he apologized for that. You know, he, you know, he told me, he said, and he brought it up. You know, we just sitting talking, and he said, you know, I wanted to apologize. And he's like, you know, good as y'all played basketball, the stuff I heard about you guys doing on that court. He said, I never got a chance to come see y'all play. He said, you know, my thing was I thought it was more important to make this money and make sure y'all had clothes and food on mm-hmm. the table. So mm, right. that, that wasn't, you know, in my mind important, but I didn't look at it that how it was important to you. And I remember it was one game, I, you know, because I got to the point where I stopped asking him to come because I know he was going to say he had to work. And one day I was putting my stuff in my bag, and my dad was like, yo, he said, guess what? I said, well, he said, I'm coming to your game today. And I was, mm-hmm. oh, my God, I was ecstatic. I was ecstatic. Oh, my dad, come! oh, I got the show out. I got the show out. <laughs> and we, it was a big game, and the place was packed. And, you know, I'm on the live line. We're warming up, and I'm trying to look around to see if I see him because there were so many people. And I said, well, he said he's coming, so, I, you know, I got to stay focused. I don't want to mess up. And I finished the game. I had 36 points. I got MVP, and I'm looking around, and he wasn't dead. That just broke my heart, you know. And when mm. I got home, he was just like, I'm so sorry we had to work over. I had to make sure this was finished. I'm like, all right, Dad, no problem. But for him to apologize, it just it it lifted like a weight off my shoulder, you Mm -hmm. know, just to hear him say, I apologize. I love how you spending time with your children. I wish I would have did that with you and your brother. You know, and I was just like, it's okay, Pop. You know, you did what you felt you had to do. You know, but for him to apologize, man, man, that was big. That was big. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, I, I really want to thank you all for being, you know, really candid and, and transparent today. You know, a lot of times one of the problems is, um, you know, we don't talk. We don't talk, especially men. Men yeah. internalize a lot right. of things. Don't talk. Mm-hmm. And today is, um, you know, if you guys are trying to catch up with the with the breaking the yoke conference. Don't even try. You're best you're good good attempt, <laughs> but you can't make. Um, <laughs> but it's really, really very um, refreshing to hear, um, you know, what you all are saying today because you're all talking about disappointment. And it's funny because I was going to ask you all to, you know, if you could share. Um, you know some of your experience, and just talk about how you dealt with it. And you guys really, um, your your words were very refreshing just now. Um, so I really want to thank you for your transparency and your openness. Um, I'm going to challenge all of you um, on my way out. You know, I'll say it. I'll, I'll say it later. But thank you so much for sending us into a thought provoking weekend. We so appreciate. Um, all that you've done, and you know, um, I'm working on something for the men. You know, um, that is what you've
0: been doing with me. You know,
2: work on something with the men, and and that you also help you know, the people of God um, just how to, you know, break the yoke. You know, and and Mm -hmm. this today was a perfect example of of breaking that yoke, of you know, anger, um, bitterness, disappointment, resentment. So I thank you so much for just your transparency today, and we pray you have a blessed day, guys. Thank you.
1: Thank you uh, uh, you. too. Pastor, you, two, you gotta two, send me you. Pastor Venny number. I need Pastor. I need Pastor Venny number. Okay. Yeah, I'm amen. Gonna, I'm
2: a, I'll, amen. I'll send it to you. All righty. Yeah, okay. let so likewise talk light, about you. let like, talk about me. I'm not no, I ain't giving y'all nothing.
1: Y'all got talking about me. <laughs> we gotta we gotta let Pastor Vinny know what he's getting I, into. We gotta, he's getting into. <laughs> we gotta let Pastor Vinny know what he's getting into. No, I'll
3: say that. to you after i have been i been right, beaten by Thank the you love bugs <laughs> 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 That's <laughs> yeah.
2: right. There ain't no turning back. Ain't no turning back. <laughs> ain't no turning back. Have a wonderful weekend,
3: guys. Ooh. Thank you. you okay, sure. you do too.
0: Right.
3: love you guys. Thank you.
2: All right. All right. Um, Let's get this benediction. You know, we're going old school, number 62226. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Amen. All right. Um, I want to say this. You know, we're talking about disappointment. And the guys did a, a, a fantastic job today. Really, 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 um, really just coming on the heels of um, last um, Saturday's um, conference. But I, I want to say this to you: there is nothing biblical. Again, you know, a lot of times we jump on these cliches. You know, Pastor KL said, you know, he's going to go on the opposite side of God. Don't won't give you more than you could bear. That is not biblical. There is nothing I, – I, I've done major research over the years because it was driving me crazy. I'm like, I don't, I don't see this. It's not there. And I'm going to tell you something, and here's why I'm bringing this up today. When you think about the fact that God won't give you more than you can bear, it automatically helps you deal with your disappointment. You know, a lot of times when we go through things and, you know, how many times have you heard people say, you know, they were kind of mad at God, you know, because, um, you know, God let this happen or God didn't let that happen or God made that happen or, you know, so forth and so on. Well, that's one of the problems, you know, because in your head, God wouldn't do this to me. God wouldn't give me more than I could bear. That there's nothing in the Bible that says that and 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 what we do see in the Bible is that God deals with you according to where you are in life. He's not going to give a kindergartner college work. you know what kind of God is would, would we be serving if that were the case that God will put something way above our head and expect for us expect for us to get there. The Lord says, too much is given, much is required. Meaning that whatever he gives you, that right there indicates that he's not going to ever give you something that you can't obtain because he's requiring you to meet what you're facing and what he's given you. So right there, that squashes this theory of God won't give me more than I can handle. You know, I'm, I'm, and, and, and unfortunately, this is taken so out of context. And let me give you a perfect example of this. I was talking to a girlfriend of mine um, one day, and she was talking about how she couldn't understand how there was a, a girlfriend of hers who had had all these children, and she had only been married one time. But she had continued to have these children. And she was up to, like, child number nine. And this particular child was with a married man. And she was like, Steph, I don't get it. I don't get how she can – you know, why is she doing this to herself? And why, you know, why would you put yourself in that situation where you've got all these other children, one of the children she didn't have um, custody of, the father had custody of the children, Um, you know, the older children were with one man, and then, you know, down the line, she had children with other uh, men, and she wasn't really talking about having children with more than one man, more than, why would you put all of this, why would you enter into this, and then get pregnant, knowing that you've got all these other children, and you're already trying to juggle, and you're already struggling, or whatever, and then after saying all of that, she then said, well, well, the Bible says, God won't give you more than you can handle. I said, wait a minute. What does this have to do with God? She has taken on this lifestyle herself. What does this have to do with God? And that's what so we got to be real careful about how we use these scriptures, quote, unquote, these supposed the scriptures because, I, I, and I'm going to tell you, something, I'm not a cliche person. You will very, very rarely hear me say, A whole lot of these things that people, even when it's scriptural, even when it's scriptural, I don't say it because people take this out of context and they use it for their own personal point. And after saying all of this stuff and everything she was saying was what made sense, you know, why would you put yourself here? You know, now you need help from everybody, and you need babysitters, and you already were struggling with babysitters, and now here you're going to bring yourself. It was bad enough you were in the situation, and now you got into the situation, and now you're going to get pregnant by this man, and what's going to happen to you now? You're already struggling. And then you turned around and said, but, you know, God won't give us nothing more than we can handle. I'm like, this ain't got nothing to do with no God. There's nothing to do with God because we can't assume all of these things in our life. We can't take on all these things in our life. We can't make all these bad decisions, bad moves, and then we're going to look and say, well, God won't give me nothing more than I can handle. No. No. Even the talent. If you ever notice in the parable of the talents, it says that God gave accordingly. Didn't say God just gave out a whole bunch of talents? According to the individual They were given the talent. So even then, the talents weren't given more than what that person was capable of. That is not more than you could handle. Because when you watch a person use this uh, uh, in the context, it's never that. It's never what the parable speaks of, it ne- it's never under the banner of, "too much is given, much is required. No, it is never put like that. It is always us assuming all of this uh, 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 bad stuff into our lives, pulling all of this stuff into our lives, and then we're going to turn around and put it on God. No. So when we're quoting these, these things, please, please. Please, go see if it's biblical before we start putting it out there and trying to convince people that God is not going to do this to us. No, no. You know, disappointment There's a lot to disappointment. And one of the things to disappointment is our expectation. Um, You know, a lot of times, you know, Brother Al brought it up with our children, you know, we didn't do certain things. You know, we're living vicariously through our children. And now um, it, it, when we when they don't do what we want them to do, we're now disappointed. And, you know, no, it has nothing to do with that. Should, that should not be where your disappointment lies. But like I said, you know, with me, you know, I, 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 I sat down and I worked with these girls and I talked to these girls and I, I let them know, you know, listen, I'm here, whatever you need and for you to go your own way, I'm, I, I'm disappointed because I understand what can happen to you when you decidedly go this way. It wasn't a mistake. You know, your girl, Shantese, one thing I love about her, she's extremely candid and transparent. And one of the things Shantese would always do is I would see something, I would see her doing something, I would say, Mom, don't do that. Shantese, don't go there. And Shantese, <laughs> child people go fall in the hole and come back and say you told me don't go there but I went there anyway and I fell in the hole and you were right there's no joy you get no joy as a parent watching your children struggle when you try to direct them into uh, and onto a path that they will not suffer or hurt from and You know, I think a lot of times our parents didn't know how to talk to us. Pastor KL, um, Brother Al, um, Pastor V, you know, we didn't have parents who could because of what their upbringing was. I have a girlfriend who says to me, you know, when she asked her mother about sex, her mother said, go to the library. Because back in the day, they didn't talk about. To their children. And so they didn't know how to talk about sex stuff. You know, they would yell and, you know, tell you something indirectly, but never really sit down and talk about certain things. So, you know, they gave us what they had. Like uh, Pastor D said, Dad came through with things, gifts, you know, things that he thought that they could use or need. You know, and, and, and for him, that was kind of trying to make up for you know, what he didn't do. And maybe they would never get an explanation for why dad didn't do what we thought dad should be doing. But again, you know, if they don't have that example, they don't do what we want them to do. They don't do what we expect them to do. So therefore, there's that disappointment. And that's in life. Friends, like the guys have said today, you know, friends, I always tell people, you know, listen, we talked about how I've been knowing Pastor K.L. since about 93. I've been knowing um, Brother Al since before um, 1997, 1996. Friendship, you know, uh, Pastor V. says his friends are over 50 years. You know, people talk about how I'm a good friend. And I say to them, I said, you know why? Because God blessed me with friends. They taught me well. I'm, I'm expecting myself to be a good friend because my friends didn't disappoint me. They kept to their words. They went above and beyond the call of duty. They loved me in a special way. They loved me for me. They dealt with me you know, on, on the level that I needed to be dealt with. They didn't mind investing in me. So therefore, I owe it to everybody to be a friend because that's what God gave me. So my my goal was never to disappoint my friends in who I in me being a friend to them, and that was always important to me. But everybody doesn't learn that lesson, so therefore we get disappointed. So when you when when you're disappointed, survey. Don't just survey yourself. But just survey life and and take into consideration that people may not be who you want them to be because they've never learned, they were never taught, they're struggling, they're trying to put up a facade. You know, I know somebody who hates to say no. Can't stand and say no. He's always going to be the yes person and yet. He ends up disappointing people all the time. Instead of being honest and being a good friend and saying, hey, you know what? Right now I don't have this, but is there something else I can do for you? That's a friend. That's how you keep people from being disappointed. So there's a way we can keep people from being disappointed in us, and there's a way we can bless people by them not disappointing us, and now they have to carry our level of disappointment. Because our level of disappointment may not be realistic. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Ah. Pastor Steph signing off. And I thank my Duke time crew for always coming through this time. Thank you for hanging out with us. Please do not miss this opportunity to grab on, grab on, grab on to Jesus and make him your personal savior today. Please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen that relationship with the Lord because later is not promised to any of us. Until Sunday, God says, where we'll be in the Word Prayer Project room. Come on in the room and see what God has us praying about. God spare our life. I'll talk to you then. I love you.